0: up towards the 250,000 download mark. Thank you for all of your support. All the time, people coming along going, I've just been sent your podcast or I've just discovered your podcast. So welcome if you are new. Just a reminder that anyone that would like to support what I do here on Girl Next Door can do so on the Buy Me A Coffee platform. The link to that is in the show notes below, or you can find it also on my Instagram, girlnextdoor.podcast. So I am doing a bit of a change of pace today. Nothing political, something really personal. Today is called There Is Nothing Wrong With Your Face. Now, after I put a little survey on my Instagram about, hey, do you know anyone who has had work done? I think most people assumed, oh no, she's going to do a podcast against facial you know, procedures and injectables, but you might just be surprised on what I have to say today. And I know a lot of people after I put that on my Instagram were like, okay, I can't wait for this episode to drop because I want to know what angle you're going to take. But I think the answer to whether or not one should get invasive face procedures, of which I am not going to tell you yes or no when it comes to that. But I think you're going to find that some of the answers that you might be looking for will only be found when you go beyond skin deep. And yes, pardon the pun, right? Do you like that? Beyond skin deep? We're talking about face injectables. Now, I really was not planning on doing an episode on this, but something came across my path last week. And this is a bit personal to me because it really helped me so much. And I just had to share it with you guys because I think you are going to love it. Now, me personally, I have not had and am not planning ever on getting any face work done. But guys, seriously, there's no judgment here. Like I get my hair dyed, I wear makeup nearly every day. Um, but I guess for me, the line is the difference between something that's just like outwardly cosmetic that I can, you know, change and take off as a, as opposed to a more invasive procedure. Plus I hate needles, guys. I just don't want to put myself through pain really. Um, but yeah, so but I'm not like under any illusions where people could argue and go, Oh, but you know, if you're not gonna do this but you dye your hair, then you're being hypocritical. So so no judgment from me, okay? Because we've all got our level. I think that's where it kind of comes down to. But I think what you might find is that the discussion I want to have today, I think you're gonna find it really interesting and maybe for some of you very freeing. Because I know for me this thing that came across my path that I'm going to share with you was very freeing for me as well. Now, most of you listening, I know I've got a range of ages, but I do have a large range of young adults that listen. So some of you are probably not old enough to experience this yet, but I promise you, you will. And that is that we grow up watching certain shows, right? Netflix, TV, whatever. And you love the people in those shows. And then that show finishes and you don't really see that person for years and years. And then you might see a picture of them on socials or in a new movie and you're like, damn, they look different, right? Like they've gotten older because in our brain, that person's still like 22 when maybe in reality, they're like 32 or 42. So for me growing up, in the 80s, there was this super popular sitcom called Family Ties. Now, this was on TV every day at the same time, because that's how TV used to roll when I was growing up. And I love this show. I would always look forward to it coming on. It was about the Keaton family. Now, the main star in this was Michael J. Fox. Now, you guys might know him as the guy in Back to the Future. Well, he became famous because of Family Ties. Now, his sister on Family Ties, her name was Mallory and I loved her. And there was also a mum, a dad, a baby brother, and another sister, right? So this would come into our homes every night and Michael J. Fox, he got real famous, but he got Parkinson's at a young age, which is really sad to watch. And actually he's just done a documentary on Netflix about it called Still. I think it was Netflix. If not, it was Apple TV. Either way, I would highly recommend it to you. It's just so beautifully put together. Anyway, let's get back to his show sister, Mallory. Justine Bateman was her name in real life. And I had not seen her literally since the 80s, right? So in my head, I'm still seeing this 20-something-year-old. Well, this week, this YouTube randomly popped up on my feed. And I'm like, what the heck? that looks like Mallory, aka Justine Bateman. Damn, she's not 20 something. She's like, what, 57. And to be honest, she looked 57. And I was really intrigued because I could see not only had she had no work done at all, like it seemed like she wasn't making any sort of kind of effort to, to change her appearance at all. Like, Guys, her eyebrows weren't even done, right? Like, I mean, who goes on TV without their eyebrows being, you know, covered, coloured in? Because, you know, back in the 90s, guys, the trend was to pluck your eyebrows. And so we would pluck them into this thin line. And so everyone my age now, we've got to fill them in. Because, you know, thick eyebrows are in now. Anyway, she had pretty much no makeup on except some eyeliner just under her eyes, which kind of made her eyes look quite kind of heavy underneath the skin over the top of her eyes, you could see was sagging. She had some gray throughout her hair. But you know what? She looks super content. And I clicked on it because I was intrigued. Like, my gosh, what has she been doing all of these years? And what is she saying? Why is she on all of these shows that I can see on, on YouTube? Well, it turns out she's written a book called Face and it's also about to be turned into a film, which I cannot wait to see. And she told her story about how the tabloids were fixated on her old face. So she stumbled across some comments about her on the internet accidentally. She was actually looking for some old comments that had been made about her, but, but Google interpreted it as not as old comments about Justine Bateman, but comments about Justine Bateman's old face. And they were brutal. And they talked about how, you know, how old she looks and they they were just horrible comments. And of course, like me, we're remembering her fresh 20 year old face, right? From like 30, whatever years ago, but that's not who she is anymore. But it was so judgmental. And these online trolls left her feeling really messed up. Now, listening to what she had to say about this, I'm telling you, it was so good for my soul and I wanted to share it with you because I know that you are going to find it the same. And she's got a message that we all need to hear. And the main message is, there is nothing wrong with your face. So let's have a little bit of a listen of what Justine has to say. Now, it starts with the interviewer, just so you know.
1: But I keep looking at kids who are young in their 20s, and they're all trying to change what is already youthful and beautiful anyway. How do you speak to that group of people who are somehow trying to change? I think they're trying to avoid... I don't even think they're trying to avoid looking older. I think they're trying to avoid feeling like how these older people are are representing their feelings. They see all these older people going... Uh, oh, I've gotta change this, I've gotta change that. And I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid. And I think the younger women are going, I don't wanna feel like that. Yeah. I don't wanna feel terrified that my face is getting older. Yeah. And when I was growing, up, I'm I'm looking at people like like Anna Mignani and Isabelle Hubert and all this, and I and I was like, I can't wait, you know, I was younger mm-hmm. than them, right? I mean still like yeah. Isabelle Hubert <laughs> is like is, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but I was like, I can't wait to look like that. You felt like that. I couldn't I couldn't wait to look like how I I couldn't wait to be somewhat similar to, the, to what I was getting from them. You know, they were just rad, right? So, yeah, so now I'm like, anyway, it's an inside job. And for, I would say to any young woman, like, you're being lied to. Mm-hmm. Who's making money off of this? Mm-hmm. You're being lied to. Mm-hmm. And you're being tricked off your path. Mm-hmm. Your path is, you got some awesome things coming your way. And just stay on your path and just write out whatever fears come up in you about, you know, I'm afraid if people think I look old, then therefore, what's that fill in the blank? Write about that. Deal with that.
0: How great is she? You're being lied to, she said. You're being tricked off your path. They're making money off you. You've got some awesome things coming your way. I love her perspective. I could sit there and listen to her for ages. But, you know, we don't live that way unfortunately, because did you know that here in Australia, just in Australia, the facial injectable industry just last year in 2022 was valued at 4.3 billion, not even million guys, billion dollars. And it is set to rise 25% every year until at least 2030. Now that's massive, right? Like for that to be rising 25%. So clearly we're investing a lot of money in changing how we look, which can only mean one thing. We're not happy with how we look. We are so judgmental of ourselves and yes, obviously our bodies as well, but today I'm focusing on our face. We all like to control the photos that go up on social media. I get it, right? I guys, I cringe at most of the photos people put up of me, even when, like, especially when I go places to preach and, you know, the, the photos that they put afterwards, <laughs> thanking me, thank you, Renee, for coming. And then I'm like, oh my Lord, that is just like the worst angle. And all my days, like we're all judgmental, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, there's three chins there and I'm squinting my eyes and you know, or, or a friend takes a photo of us at a party and they look great and you don't look so great, but they put up the photo because they look great. And we're just like, take that photo down. You know, we all know what I'm talking about. And we are seeing this have such an effect. Like we are seeing younger and younger girls seeking invasive beauty treatment, Botox, lip fillers, nose jobs. And here in Australia, you can even get plastic surgery under the age of 18. So the SBS reported last year that young people are visiting um, surgeons asking for what's called Instagram face. So apparently this is a younger looking face with poreless skin. Now you're talking about young people trying to look younger, right? Upturned, small nose, cheekbones and lips are full and plump. And that's the kind of face that's known as Instagram face. They're asking for that. You know, we all do it. We take dozens of pictures of ourselves before we find the one that we're happy with. So young women are being encouraged to get all these treatments now as preventatives. Look at how girls talk to one another on socials when they are the picture perfect kind of person, right? It's so funny having a look and watching it, you know, um, If they post a picture of themselves, their friends will jump on and they're, you look at the comments, you know, hot, hot babe, love you, stunning, pretty, doll, love, cutie, perfect, you know, all those kinds of comments. Um, And yet on the other side of the coin, when we don't know someone and we want to criticize someone like Justine Bateman, people can be just nothing short of cruel. But we all know, guys, it is not real. A cosmetic surgeon in Western Australia who's been in the industry for 15 years said that patients used to be in their 30s and 40s, but now the average age is mid to early 20s. And they're coming in with pictures of celebrities or social media influencers and saying, I want to look like this. Now, girls, I used to do this, and so did all my friends, for haircuts. Not invasive facial uh, procedures, but for haircuts right in the in the 90s like for me it was the Michelle Pfeiffer haircut you probably don't even know who Michelle Pfeiffer is because she's older now but like she was one of the most Beautiful and best actresses when I was growing up. And I remember taking pictures of her out of the magazine and taking it to my hairdresser and saying, Hey, I want my hair cut like that. And it was this really cute kind of 90s bob. And my hair did look like that, actually. I I did do a good bob, I must say. (laughs) My hairdresser did. But, you know, a haircut grows out. Now we're doing things that are more invasive, more permanent. And it's not just, I want that haircut. Now it's, I want that nose. I want those lips. I want that jawline. I want those cheeks. And we're getting worse about it because we're seeing ourselves so much more. I mean, I can testify to that, social media, where I'm videoed just about every weekend uh, at church, uh, Zooms over COVID. So we're we're seeing ourselves, we're becoming more and more critical of ourselves. And it's an issue for all of us girls, I get it. I've been in Youth Alive for a long time and I'm getting older and yet still working with young people. Even our church is full of young people. I love young people. And when I hear young people complain about themselves, which often they do to me because they probably feel comfortable talking to me, I do kind of think, sheesh, what must you think about me? 20 years older than you, right? Like i got a lot more issues going on, but that's the thing you're not thinking about me, you're thinking about yourself. Uh, and that's what we're all doing, thinking about ourselves. So let me tell you the results of the little poll that I did on my socials, uh, asking two things. Firstly, how many of you knew at least one person who has had some kind of work done to their face? And what age was that? Well, it turned out that, uh, I think there was like four or 500 people that voted on it. So it's a pretty good poll it turned out that 90% of you knew somebody, if not yourself, who had had some sort of invasive face procedure done. 90%. And I've got a lot of young adults, obviously, on my uh, Instagram. Now, as to the age group, yes, there were people from 18 to 20. 14% of you said that you knew 18 to 20-year-olds. The biggest representation, guys, for invasive face procedures was 21 to 25-year-olds. And uh, that was thirty three percent of you knew knew that someone in that age group, and then twenty one percent of thirty six to thirty, and then thirty two percent of thirty plus. One listener said that they um, they knew of a uh, a thirteen year old where the parents got their nose done and their jawline done, and then when each kid turned thirteen, they made them get it done. What the heck? That's just crazy. Anyway. Back to Justine. I can't wait to see her movie. Uh, Go and have a look at my socials as well. I did a quick little reel um, just talking about today, but you can see pictures of Justine Bateman. But her message is for all of us. That message of there is nothing wrong with our face. Our faces are not broken girls in need of fixing. But yet, that's the message that we're getting that if our faces don't look a certain way, that they're somehow broken and not good enough as we are. But there is nothing wrong with your face. Please embrace your face as it is. Our confidence is being shattered over one square foot of skin. And when we think the way that Justine Bateman has come to think, it is so freeing. I mean, look, she drops a few swear words here and there, but she's pretty much like, I don't give a flying beep, of what anyone thinks of me. She's just so comfortable in how she looks because she knows Instagram's not real. Hollywood's not real. You are real. But Justine Bateman asks a profound question. And this is where I think it gets really good. And this is what I wanted to share with you. And that is, what fear are we trying to avoid by trying to stay young? Or maybe it's what fear are we trying to avoid by trying to look different? How profound is that, right? I don't think anyone's made that connection before. I think we tend to have made the connection between getting work done and insecurity, but I love that she presents it more as, no, it's not necessarily an insecurity, it's actually a fear. And fear can be such a powerful driving force. So according to her, she said that we don't need to fix our face, we need to fix the fear underneath. And it's different for all of us. Now, she is not against people having uh, surgery. And this is why I think people were, might be surprised at this take. She's like, you know what, if, if you want to go do that, you want to go get procedures done, honestly, go for it. You do you, knock yourself out. But don't do it because you're being driven by fear. First, answer this question. Is there a fear that's driving you? And it's different for all of us. We all have internal and external struggles. It's really confronting, isn't it? Thinking about it like that, below skin deep, like, am I afraid of something? You know, and I'm the same as you. Sometimes when I'm with young people, I literally forget how old I am. I look at them and I think I'm the same age as them. And young people can sometimes have no filter. Guys, you sometimes have no filter, bless your hearts. And they will remind me with some of the no filter comments that they will make off the cuff. And look, they've got no idea, but often these comments kind of hit me a bit more than they should. And that's not their problem. That's my problem. Like a comment like this. Oh, my mum wore that jumper the other day or um, or someone explaining, trying to explain a person to me and they'll go, oh yeah, like she was older, like your age. Or someone will go, oh yeah, you look really good for your age. Or when I'm your age, I wanted to da-da-da. Now, I was at a wedding a while back and I was the same age as the mother of the bride. And the girl that I was <laughs> with uh, didn't say One single compliment to me about the dress that I wore or, you know, if I looked nice that day, she just had no filter and just started raving about this other uh, woman who, you know, like I said, same age. And she was going on and on and on. I want to look like that when I'm her age and she's goals and blah, blah, blah. And it really ticked me off, to be honest. It really made me feel small. And so this has been bugging me too. I get it. But this interview and listening to Justine, who is so real and so herself and so comfortable and so content and not giving two hoots about what anyone thinks about her or what she looks like, it made me realize, well, shoot, I've got some work to do too. You know, what's my fear? Maybe it's that people won't value me as much if I don't look a certain way. And guys, I see this not just in society. I see this in church. I see... Uh, I see how the women who are the younger ones, the Instagram looking, you know, ones, how they get followed and people fall all over them. And then I see the older women on stage getting work done. Like I, I see it all in Christian world too. And the subliminal message that they're all sending is somehow one's more worthy and of more value than the other. And I'm like, dang, we need to start fighting back against this. And I realized it's not just me, it's all of us. So I'm going to ask you this question. What is your fear? What is it about you? Maybe your fear is that you're going to get passed over. Maybe you're afraid that you're going to be left single. Maybe you're feeling afraid that you're the girl that no guy will want. Maybe you're afraid that you'll be passed over for opportunities because you don't look a certain way. Maybe you have a fear that you'll be left out. And it breaks my heart that all of us do have these fears and they drive us to go and make these decisions. And I'm not saying don't get work done if you don't want it, but don't get it done because you have a fear, because the fear will cause these feelings, not the face. So deal with the fear. And I love that Justine said, we're being tricked and tripped and tilted off of our life path, off of our course by this industry that are just making money. Who's making the money off of us? And I want to ask you this too. Why have you adopted some negative ideas about yourself? And I asked that to myself, why, why have I adopted some negative ideas about myself? You know, like Justine says, she points out that this industry is just a marketing tool and yet we're letting it drive our decision-making. So what they're doing is they're creating a problem to attract a customer and the problem that they've created, it's your face. Or maybe we created the problem via social media, and they're just jumping on the back of the problem. Maybe it's that way around, but whatever way it is, they're making money, so they're more happy. Uh, they're more than happy for you to feel inadequate and to think that you need fixing. So, in a magazine, in one chapter of her book, Justine writes about how she Googled her name and how she was gobsmacked by the autocomplete feature, Justine Bateman looks old. And this is what she said. Let me quote her. That messed with my head more deeply than I imagined it could. And for a longer period of time than I was comfortable with. Uh, She told W Magazine when she called one afternoon before the release of Face on April 6th. So it's only just been released. But once I processed that and got to my root fears underneath, I started thinking there's a completely disturbing leap we've made from the unusual event of someone getting a full facelift in the seventies to these are all the things you should do. It's just a matter of when. And so she's basically talking about how in the seventies, it's like, you know, a, a much older woman, very rarely, very rarely would get a whole facelift. But now fast forward just a few decades and it's pretty much like, oh yeah, here's a list of everything you need to do to your face. It's just a matter of when you want to start. But let me ask you this too. What will happen to you if you don't? Is that scary for you? What if you don't? You know, Botox, fillers, all these procedures, they were, like I said, so rare when I was growing up, but these are all being considered normal and i've been pondering why apart from the fact that there's an industry pushing and pushing it and of course the social media and i think it comes down to the fact that we are being and maybe we've done it to ourselves but we are being culturally indoctrinated on how we should think about the way we should look like we we know that we're being indoctrinated when it comes to other things like gender ideology well we're just we're being just as indoctrinated with what is and isn't acceptable when it comes to our looks, with what is and isn't attractive. It's just another form of cultural indoctrination, but it's aimed at us women. So society is trying to get you to focus on your feelings instead of your purpose. When you live your life fully and you're really being yourself and you just don't care about all that other stuff, I'm telling you, everybody benefits from that. And that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of example that I want to be to you girls, because it is not making us happier living this other way. It's not helping our mental health. In fact, according to the experts, Australian women are at risk of serious mental and physical harm if this industry is not cleaned up. Many actually think that they should introduce mandatory mental health screening before any injectables are allowed. Now, of course, I don't think that that's going to work because all that will happen is industry will sponsor their own people to do these screenings, right? But still the concern is there. And these procedures that are being done, they used to be private once upon a time, but now they're not private at all. Girls are flaunting them on social media, which is putting pressure on other girls. So I want to remind you again, there is nothing wrong with your face, stop worrying about your face and think about where is this pressure coming from? I mean, who is actually standing over us, making us change our faces? Or maybe this is where the fear is. It's, it's like, well, everyone else must be afraid of their face. So I better not be left out and I better do the same. Guys, girls, I should say, There's nothing wrong with your face. You could send me a picture of your face and I will tell you it's beautiful. I will. I love your face. I do. But here's another way to look at it. We are being told that we're pretty as if it's the ultimate female award. Why is that? You know, what about those of us who are never the recipients of this pretty award? Or what about those of us who maybe once were, but maybe we're getting a little bit older And that award is now reserved for someone else, someone younger and more what people are looking for. How shallow is that? Why does it matter? Why have we allowed others to make this a societal value, one to be coveted? You know, I want to tell you something that a wedding photographer told me years ago and This must've been bothering me for a good number of years because I've never forgotten it actually brings a tear to my eye. But he said to me, he's like, Renee, I have photographed many, many daughters getting married uh, on their, obviously on their wedding day and photo, I photoed many, I photographed many daughters and mothers of the bride. And he goes, do you know who the most beautiful mother of the brides are, Renee? He goes, it's actually the ones who are just themselves, the ones that have had no work done the ones that are not trying to look young, there's something about them. That brings a tear to my eye. (laughs) I've never forgotten that. It's always stuck with me. You know, there's this new movie coming out called uh, 80 for Brady, and it's got all these famous, legendary older women actresses. You might not know some of these, but uh, Jane Fonda, you might have heard of her, Sally Field. Jane Fonda was like the total guru of the 80s. She was beautiful. This actress, she used to um, do all of these fitness videos in her leotard. Like she just was like, you know, everyone wanted to be her and all the guys wanted to marry her, that kind of a woman. Anyway, I saw the trailer of this movie because these women are all older now, like 70s, late 70s. Now, all of them, except for Sally Field, were so full of face procedures. They could literally barely move their face. I mean, the lip fillers, the cheek fillers, they looked like they'd been pulled real tight this way and that way. And, you know, they were glamorous, but honestly, I just thought they looked ridiculous. Except for Sally Field. She looked so simple. No work done. Now, she wasn't quite as glamorous, but my gosh, she looked amazing she's my goals, not the glamour queens who could barely move their faces. So no, my jawline certainly isn't as tight as it once was. And my eyelids and my cheeks might be going a little bit south (laughs) more than north these days, but you know what? That's me. And I am happy with me. And I'm, you know, watching Justine Bateman has been a gift to me. And I wanted to pass that gift to you because I realized My real issue is not my one square foot of skin on my face. It was my fears of growing older, of what other people might think, and a thousand other thoughts that flash through my mind in any given day. You know, a few weeks back, I saw an old friend that I hadn't seen in like, I don't know, probably 15 years. And she kept looking at me and saying, it's so weird seeing your face. And she repeated it a few times. And the more she repeated it, the more I was thinking, I'm not sure if this is a compliment. Like, I'm not quite sure what to make of what she's saying. Now, this person's never really had a filter. She's always just said what she's thought, annoyingly so. And I'm sensitive and I tend to take things as a negative rather than a positive. Cameron would have taken it like, oh, she was amazed at how great I look. I don't take it that way. I'm like, Oh, she must have been thinking, "Oh my gosh, you look so much older than when I saw you last." It annoyed me. It literally annoyed me for days. Girls, I'm being real honest here. I kept saying to Cameron, "What does she mean by that?" She's just so flipping nasty. She's got no filter. But I was actually feeling, you know, I guess I was feeling the the, the fears underneath. Well, what does that mean? I'm looking older, and what does that mean for me? And but then after watching Justine, I'm like, I've made a decision. And, look, and two, just to put it in a bit of context, I've grown up with a, a grandmother on my mum's side of the family who was stunning, like stunning, beautiful red hair, looked way younger than her age, com- was complimented wherever she went. She literally looked like a movie star. And so I think I've growing up now that I'm, look, I'm really digging deep here, guys, <laughs> but growing up a lot of value was put on how we looked like i was always told you got to suffer to be beautiful my mother my grandmother would always focus on our weight or on how we looked and so i probably have a lot of that going through my head but i've made a decision especially knowing that i you know am being an example to all of you but i've decided i don't care what that friend old friend of mine thought about seeing my face i don't care what she thought about how i looked i mean who is she in my life i haven't even seen her for 15 years because in that time since i last saw her this brings a tear ugh i've had the most wonderful life and i don't have one regret i've raised 3 incredible humans i've celebrated 25 years of being married to the best man ever i've moved states I've uh, built a leadership youth academy from nothing to being able to bring it to every state in the nation. We have started not one, but two churches, one of them during COVID. I run a podcast. I love my life. And if some of that shows on my face, who gives a flying foo, huh? It's a privilege to be alive and happy and to be living my purpose. And I want to look like Sally Fields when I'm really old, So how am I going to get there if I do anything to my face? And that's the thing with Justine Bateman. All the people that she looked to, that she was like, oh, and she mentioned a few names when I played you that snippet, but I didn't know who they were, although I have looked a few of them up. They're actually, some of them were like artists and they're not glamorous at all. They were not attractive at all. She wanted to be like them because of who they are. Didn't even come into her mind when she was younger about what they looked like. And I just love that, how she wants to be like them. And how is she going to get there if she does something to her face? And so I'm just super aware that the example that I'm passing on to you and the example, most of all, that I'm passing on to my daughter, who is 22 and beautiful and never had any work done to her face at all. And she doesn't even consider it. She literally, It is literally not a thought in her mind. It's not even a conversation that we would have. And that's the example that I want to pass on to her. So I'm not changing my face. I think it looks great. So onwards and upwards. And I want to leave that with you. And I hope that that has been as freeing for you as it has been for me. Um and like I said it's not it's not a yes you should get work no you shouldn't get work it's not a judgment and it's not me or anyone else making a decision for you it's just simply what Justine's saying address the fear if you're being driven to do a decision out of a fear inside of your heart then that's the wrong decision address the fear and once you've done that then you're free to make a decision, which reminds me that I need to go book a hairdressing appointment because my roots are showing. So there you go. Like I said, no judgment here. I like to get my hair colored. That's kind of like my line. And I understand we all have our own line, but I'm certainly not, and this is the difference. I'm not getting my hair colored because of a fear. I'm not afraid. I mean, I was blonde as a kid, so I'm blonde now. So I'm not like not afraid that people are going to see the real color of my hair or what it might look like. Not at all. I just was blonde as a kid. I've always done highlights in my hair. I love being blonde. I enjoy it. It's not out of a fear or an insecurity. So there you go. Can you see the difference? So let me say it one more time. There is nothing wrong with your face. You are beautiful, beautiful just as you are. So take that in great confidence and uh, go get yourself a copy of that book because I know I am, and I'm going to watch that movie when it comes out. Maybe we can have another discussion about it. Maybe I'll get a couple of girls, a couple of younger girls along to have a chat about it, but pass this on. If it's helped you, I'm sure that it will help someone else. I love you all very much. Thank you for being with me. And uh, if, if by the way, you're in Melbourne, I'm doing a parenting seminar this Saturday, June, I kind of remember the date, June 3rd, 4th, whatever Saturday is, I will be there um, at Faith Christian Church. So if you are in the area, guys, come pop in Saturday. Can't wait to be with you. Otherwise, I'll be with you for Friday's podcast. Until then, have a great one. Bye.